Hello, hello, and welcome back to Baki Taki, Season 4, Episode 9, Devouring Each Other. If you couldn't tell from the title, this is, I think, unironically, my favorite episode of the season. Um, a big bounce back from last week's episode, uh, which Lindsay described as very boring. But to help me discuss this episode, we've got a guest who hasn't been on for quite a while. It's Louie. Very much a pleasure to be here, and... Uh... I'm actually not surprised for you to say this is your favorite episode. I actually just enjoyed it. It made me want to watch more Baki. It was it was great. It's and it's like it's conflict, and there's like there's there's meaning behind the conflict, um, and it's also absurd. Uh, but <laughs> before we jump into the episode, um, I have a, a question I like to ask all of my returning guests. So. Uh, I'm casting the Baki cinematic universe, so we're bringing it to the with to the big screen with real actors. Um, who would you cast to play Jack Hanma? Oh, okay, good question. Pickle will be played by Jason Momoa. Uh, we've decided. <laughs> That's actually good. I thought you were going to ask about Pickle, but Jack. Um, I'm not a big movie guy, so I'm I'm even I'm grasping. Um. Don't worry, they, they, they have a lot of special effects. Like, just pick someone who gets the vibe, and I'm sure they can make him look like Jack Hanma. The only name that's coming to mind is uh, uh, Chuck Norris, but that's, that's, not, that's not it at all. <laughs> Chuck Norris, I'm what, 80 years yeah, old? I got it, I got it. We're going to bring back Mike Tyson. There's, a whole, there's a whole fitting character dynamic there. That'd be so great, especially because Baki already has a character called Iron Michael, who looks exactly like Mike Tyson. So it'd be fun to have Mike Tyson come back to play Baki's brother. Um, oh, that was Baki's brother? Stepbrother, oh. yeah. Or half-brother, half-brother, not stepbrother. Yeah, they, they've, they've got the same dad. But yeah, all right, let's uh, let's jump in. So this episode uh, is wild, and it's all about mostly uh, Pickle versus Jack. But as the episode started, Louis, what was going through your mind? Like, what what, what did you, what did you think about what was going on? So I, in a weird way, was like pulled into it. They sold the character motives of Pickle very well. <laughs> as ridiculous and absurd as it was, I was like, I care about this. I too want to lock jaws with this opponent. <laughs> Um, I want to watch a show called Pickle. <laughs> no, no offense to Baki, but Pickle, man, that guy. <laughs> no, it's I do I know what you're talking about. I love when like the author gives us a view of what's going on inside Pickle's mind. Like, uh, like the, my favorite example when he first wakes up in this modern era, they have, they have this internal narration, and it's like Pickle was shocked by things he had never seen before: translucent materials, vertical lines, horizontal lines. <laughs> spheres it's like it's it's such a such a unique viewpoint but yeah so pickle of is sitting there and he is happy to see a new fighter enter his home because to him this arena is just a place where people come to fight him um he's like wow a new a new person (laughs) this is great and and also just his simple vocabulary like he's just like it's not like him or like the other guy this guy's different. This one wasn't like that one. Or that one. Nothing he'd faced here before had come at him like this. 
And honestly, that's what did it for me, too, because you get little flashbacks to the other guys, and, like, I don't know, I, maybe I'm a bit neanderthal but I could really empathize with Pickle. Yeah. And and you know what's fun? So this this is the third fight that Pickle had of the season. You know, he fought those other two guys. And those two... You gotta send, pardon? You gotta send those episodes. I want to watch those episodes, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just watch this. This whole season is the pickle arc. So if you if you j- just watch the second season of Baki Hanma, um, the first thirteen episodes. So basically, the first two fighters, Retsu and Katsumi, you know, they are both archetypical martial artists. Like Retsu is Chinese martial arts, four thousand years, and Katsumi is very Japanese martial arts and kung, uh, karate and all that jazz. Um, Jack Hanma walks in, says, "I'm here to fight you." caveman and then <laughs> bum rushes him and punches him in the face as hard as he can i loved it like 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 we've talked about pickle but like what did you think about jack <laughs> it was interesting like so the <laughs> i actually watched it twice so i got a lot more appreciation for jack <laughs> the second time around the first time around jack is just such a, a strong character he's just like totally roided up full on like I just want to beat up the toughest thing going and I thought it was the perfect antagonist for Pickle I think Pickle loved it and that made me like it <laughs> yeah no I agree because yeah because they're they're both when you boil it down like Pickle's whole thing is that he survived in the time of the dinosaurs and he had to be the strongest because that's just life and, but Jack is like <laughs> Jack is like one step removed from RoboCop. Like he is every <laughs> every possible thing that you can do to your body to make you uh, a, a killing machine, basically. But and 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 to see these two different uh, different people with similar goals uh, fight, it's fun. So Jack, of course, his first punch does nothing because, as we all know, Pickle's neck is like a water buffalo. You can take the full brunt of a blow like that straight to the head without it having hardly any effect at all on your brain. I bet you've got the bone structure and neck muscles of a water buffalo, don't you? Now, did, did you were you surprised to, to learn how like incredibly jacked early man's neck structure was? Especially when you get the x-ray and his vertebrae are like <laughs> dinner plates. <laughs> it just... <laughs> I like the way Jack put it. He's like, I've punched a lot of jaws in my time. <laughs> Crushed a lot of jaws. But that one felt different. Yeah, no. It just, it just seems unfair. Like, why did we evolve away from that? It seems like such a <laughs> huge loss. <laughs> to carry around 450 pounds of neck and jaw. <laughs> Um, but realizing that he's not going to win by punching the other guy in the face, Jack proposes an alternative duel. Um, and he does all of this with um, sign language, basically, because, of course, Pickle can't speak. But he uh, sort of flares his jaw, shows his sharp teeth, and um, challenges Pickle to a bite off. Pickle. <laughs> Let's have a bite-off. <laughs> Dude, do you want to describe how the bite-off goes? <laughs> and honestly, this was the ridiculous part that, like, I could just, like, I, they, they sold it well. I don't know what geniuses they have on the show. <laughs> um, but, and, and like you say, the 
all the communication between these two characters is totally body language, you know, animal communication. Like the whole narration's going on. I love the narration. And yeah, it's just Jack's even commenting in his head. He's like, look at those canines. And he's just like oozing over these, <laughs> these caveman canine teeth. And he's, you know, going on and on about how he's trained his teeth to bite through coconuts. And I could, and then, you know, the combat, the, 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 the combat of jaw to jaw, we need to bite each other. It's just a way they sold Pickle's perspective. And I, I bought it. Like, I, it was a very believable, you know, character background. He grew up in the age of the dinosaurs. All they do is bite each other. And so for them to engage in, in this just felt right. I, I approved. Yeah, 100%. Well, okay, so I, I wanted to do something here. because So at this point, we cut to Baki, who's chang- hanging out at his house. And he ends up calling Tokugawa, who is at the arena. And he's like, hey, I want to fight Pickle tomorrow. And Tokugawa's like, uh, well, you know, there's something you should know about. Um, and he, he struggles to describe it. So I was, I was hoping we could like um, sort of role play this. So I'm going to be Baki calling you. Um, and as Tokugawa, just explain to me what's going on. Like paint a, paint a visual picture for me and the audience. Hold on, unless I missed something. This didn't act, the conversation didn't happen in the show. It's implied. So this is our imagination of what? Yes, this is our imagination of you. <laughs> hey, uh, Tokugawa. So, so what's going on over there? Why, 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 should I, why should I come over? I don't know if you should come over. This is getting weird. They're, uh, they've been making out for the past 10 minutes. I don't know what's going to happen. Really? They, they've been making out? Oh, did they, oh, do they look Do they look like they're enjoying it? Or? Oddly, they do. Yes. They're really enthusiastic about it. Oh, wait, no. Jack's making a weird face. Oh god, what's happening? He's biting his face off. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I, so yeah, it, en- it ends with Pickle uh lifting Jack up by the jaw and then <laughs> spinning him around into and throws him away. I wrote in my notes that Pickle eats his cheeks, which I realize is a bit of it could be interpreted as a double entendre, but like he literally eats the um <laughs> he-, he eats Jack's disembodied cheeks. Yeah. On that note, I have to admit, I noticed that the smallest muscle in all of their body is their butt cheeks. <laughs> you know, I, I just found that weird. <laughs> it's 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 very true. Like it's the the view from the when when they look from the front, they sort of look like you know, like more like superhero-y traditional buff. Um, but from the back, they look they look gross. The Jack had this like hole in his back that took me i had to do a double take it was but it, i think it was just that his back was so jacked that it created a like oh yeah right in the center right yeah right. what was that about i guess that's what steroids do yeah. <laughs> he's been on them for his whole life oh my god yeah so uh so jack lost the bite off and of course the punishment for losing it is he lost all of the flesh pretty much below his eyeballs um on his face um pickle quickly eats it because that's you know that's why he's got those teeth whoa 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 this is not quickly he is savored and enjoyed <laughs> that <laughs> there was a whole intimate scene of chewing and swallowing <laughs> that is true sorry 
And so it, it looks like, you know, we've seen Pickle fight other people. It looks like the fight's going to be done now that Jack has been um, out-kissed. Uh, but he is able to turn things around with a sweet uh, haymaker. Yes, Jack! Oh, oh look at that! What a haymaker! He sent Pickle flying, and he must weigh over 450 pounds! Jack has knocked him back into the Stone Age! This is where we get the line that it felt like Pickle's jaw weighed 450 pounds. But th- this is this is like the beginning of a comeback for Jack. So at this point, uh, after the 450-pound punch, we get another explanation about how Pickle's neck is very strong, and this type of punch won't work. I've punched a lot of jaws in my time. I smashed a lot of jaws. But but Pickle's jaw felt totally different. Harder, heavier. It was like his jaw alone weighs nearly 450 pounds. I can tell that even though I put all my muscles, my bones, my breath, and every bit of my training and skill into throwing my very best punch at him, I barely even managed to send a quiver through his skull. I didn't get his brain to move a fraction of an inch. By the way, we we already knew this. Like this was explained like six episodes ago, but it's good to it's good to reestablish it. Um, Pickle enters what I've what I'm trying to trademark as his pickle pose, where he gets onto all fours on the ground like he's going to run at you. Now, now they they allude to that this has been very successful in the past, but like, what what did you think was going to happen, and then what happened, Louis? I was very confused, to be honest. You know, they do they do have good commentary to explain that yes, this is his deadly serious pose. But I don't know what kind of serious pose that was. He's just lying on the ground. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're caveman animal style. I get it. But no, I there's the the way they describe is it. It's like you know, like a sprinter on like a on a on a sprinting block will be sort of angled down. It's like an it's like the ultimate form of that. <laughs> <laughs> where you're right down on the ground <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. well he's got a neck like a water buffalo there's no reason he shouldn't walk like one also um, although it was it was very feline like you know and he did have the agility of a cat oh my god do we want do we want to talk about cats <laughs> <laughs> louis um let's say that i am in a cage and i'm up against <laughs> one house cat and i have a katana who are you betting on? <laughs> well, I don't know. The cat has you in every way except size and weight. <laughs> you could say the same thing about a flea, though. <laughs> they're, they're faster and more agile than me. Yes, yes, this is true. This is true. Um, we'll, we'll get to this analogy later, but, the, <laughs> but they do talk about um, a, a, a man versus a cat in a cage. You better have a, a weapon to even the odds. <laughs> so uh pickle goes for his signature pickle pose finish um it doesn't work though because jack just sort of i guess deflects him and so pickle <laughs> flies 60 feet 65 feet into the stands ah, he grabbed pickle and just threw him out of the arena meanwhile even though he'd been thrown 50 no 65 feet pickle was already starting to get up um also as jack does that his muscles are just bulging out of his arms like like the roids are like 
pumping through his veins. Editor Steve, I didn't realize how strong the audio was for this, so listen to Jack's uh, bulging muscles for a moment. Yeah, were you, were you impressed with how far Pickle flew? I was more impressed by the vein pumping. I mean, at this point in time, I have no, I, there's no illusions that Jack's going to be able to do anything to this Pickle guy. I mean, you, you saw his neck. It's... it's <laughs> It's like a water buffalo. So, you know, I'm 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 waiting to see when Pickle kicks into action and it's, finishes the guy. But you know what? They do give Jack one last like hurrah before that happens. And like, so I'm gonna put this out here. I've often complained in the past that I thought Jack Hanma's voice actor was not very good. Um, and what I've realized now is that I was just watching him in the wrong context. Like in previous episodes, we've seen him at like fancy diners and restaurants and like ordering like nice wine. And he'll be like, yes, I'll have the red wine. And it, it just sounds absurd. But in this, in this monologue he has about how he's <laughs> given up women, he's given up meat, he's, he's given up, like, fame and fortune, he's given up his entire, every joy in life for strength. Um, I thought his, his voice actor did an incredible uh, performance. <laughs> you see what I've done? You see what I've spent my whole life becoming? Good food, good drink, women, money, fame, and glory. I've given up on all those things. There's only one thing that truly satisfies me. I want to be strong. That's why I abandoned everything else. It's the only thing that matters after all. <laughs> yeah. So th there were two points in his monologue I wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, the first is uh, the bone lengthening. Um, mm. What do you think about that? So, in a weird way, I found Jack to be really relevant to our modern times. You know, bone lengthening is a real thing that people do. And the yeah. roids and everything. And, and even, in, even in part of his monologue, he, he mentions that, like, what, I can't remember how he puts it, but just that, like, he is, you know, the representation of the modern age. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now here I am, representing the modern age. So tell me, boss! I'm doing pretty good, don't you think? And, and I don't know if it was supposed to go this deep, but a little bit of me was like, yeah. Like, you know, look at our youth pumping themselves full of steroids on Instagram and lengthening their bones to get, get taller. And here's Jack, the, the epitome of this. Um, and so I thought, you know what, Jack, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a culture symbol. You know, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I do think Baki tries to be that deep. I think when, I think when it, it's like Baki can be surprisingly deep if we're talking about how it relates into two guys fighting each other. Um, <laughs> you, ha you have to have that little uh, connection or, f or eating food. Um, it can be intimate when you're embraced in combat oh so yeah don't worry we've talked a lot about that concept <laughs> um but the other part i wanted to just point out because they just slipped it in very quickly is as he's talking about how hard he trains he said he's trained to the point of incontinence i was always training even to the point of incontinence 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they zoom in on his foot, and it is it sweat or is I, it something I'm else? Pretty sure that's urine. Uh, that I'm going to count that for the times we've seen urination on screen counter. So we're probably up to eight um, at this point. But uh, yeah, he. I was just going to say, I don't think that helps you that much. I, I can't imagine, like, he got stronger by choosing not to go to the bathroom. No, no, no. That helps a tremendous amount. Would you want to be in a fight with a guy who is pissing himself? <laughs> it's, it's an intimidation factor, Steve. You got you to gotta get on the mind games, too. If I, saw, if I saw Jack Anma from 1,000 feet away, I'd be intimidated beyond belief. He doesn't need that. Like, this guy doesn't need to piss on me. Um, <laughs> anyway. But it doesn't hurt. <laughs> so, so Jack has an amazing swing of offense. He goes up to where Pickle landed in the stands, slams his head a few times into those stands, throws Pickle, I'm going to guess, 80 feet, then inexplicably jumps down so he also must have fallen like 40 feet but whatever um and then he picks pickle up and literally bites his ear off so pickle <laughs> has now lost his right ear because no surgeon's ever gonna have any work done on pickle like that ear is gone <laughs> see mike tyson right there oh you know what yeah mike tyson I, I don't think Mike Tyson would appreciate it if we cast him in this role. <laughs> All right, Mike, we're going to need you to bite this guy's ear off. I would never. Oh, man. Off topic. Have you ever, did you ever watch uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries? No. What oh. is that? It used to be on Netflix. Oh, it's, it's, it's like Scooby Doo, but um, they got Mike Tyson playing himself. Um, and he's I, like. I, I never saw the episode, but I, I, or an episode, but I did see the commercials and the like shorts of it yeah i, I give it a thumbs up it was it was a great 15 minute show to watch hmm. they look like mite bites what are mite bites you should ask the man to hold it to that he's very familiar with mite bites <laughs> so this this puts us into the final sort of phase of the fight where uh, Pickle starts trying hard uh, because he lost his ear. You'd think he would start trying hard before he loses his ear, but whatever. Jack goes to punch Pickle uh, and he misses. Why did he miss, Louie? <laughs> well, you see, Steve, <laughs> strength is not enough to defeat the dinosaurs. You also need insane speed. And uh, it's funny because so they, they open the scene up and then... You know, Jack is fully aware that he's missed, but he has no idea how he missed. And I have to admit, I'm sitting there too. I, at this point, I'm at the edge of my seat. I'm like, I'm very invested in this show. And I could not figure out for the life of me how it worked either. <laughs> when you find out how it worked, it, it was that Pickle just took the hit. Or no, he didn't, no, he didn't take the hit. He, he just did. jumped out of the way with <laughs> such force that he flies across the whole stadium rebounds off the the sidewall like a springboard and gets back in front of Jack in like the blink of an eye. <laughs> it was it's, very impressive. It's incredible. <laughs> like, and he does this twice without Jack even realizing it's happened. He's like, I don't know how he did it. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so good. And it's it's just like 
you know, we've been we've been talking all season about how insurmountably strong Pickle is, and then it's like, oh yeah, and he's also faster than the human eye. <laughs> so I, I I think if we calculated that speed, that would be faster than the speed of sound. Oh my god, what a great reference! Um, I would actually love to bring that up because we've been talking a lot about the speed of sound this season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well if, if you want if you want to watch another episode go back about two episodes and you'll get to learn a lot about the speed of sound um and his his neck his previous fight um but anyway so yeah so pickle he's back on the offensive jack knows he's fucked um and he has a great line well th- this is actually where we learn about cats and katanas um but <laughs> but then uh jack has a great line where he says something like I'm forgetting the pickle lived in the age of the dinosaurs. The only way it could have survived was being faster, smarter, and better than they were. So that's what it comes down to. To win this fight, I've got to beat the guy who beat the most powerful creatures that ever walked the earth. God, I've never asked you for anything before, but I'm asking you now. Let me win! Please help me! God, I've never asked you for anything before. Please help me. I, I loved that. Because, like, it shows that, you know, I think it shows the desperation. Because, like, Jack is clearly a man who needs a lot of stuff. Like, he has done bone lengthening surgery. He's done steroids. He's done all of these things to his body. But apparently he's never asked God for anything before. Like, he's not. he doesn't pray. Like, he does it himself. And then in this one context, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I... I find that to be actually a very relevant uh, uh, spiritual experience. And I, and I admire it. You know, this guy, he's been carrying the world on his shoulders his whole life, proven that he can do it all. And there comes a day, Steve, in everyone's life where you meet your maker, you meet your match, and you can't do it anymore. And there's only one way left to go. <laughs> And that's to God. <laughs> I certainly hope when I meet my maker, it isn't a seven foot tall caveman in a loincloth. But oh, jeez. Um... <laughs> so also, oh yeah. Just back to the ear biting thing. Yeah, he gets his ear bit off, and I don't. I don't know if you have some insight into this, but then they start talking about how pickles hearing the silence. Oh, of that was good. Yeah, the room compared to the silence of the ear that was bitten off and and not the same that was lost on me i was like i don't understand this what silence is he hearing what is this guy going on about i understand he's pissed about the ear (laughs) i think what i think what they're implying is that on the left side let's say the side that he has an ear or the right side he is hearing this there's a silence of the room you know like shuffling like air moving around like you know like an, a silence with but it's not uh, it's not like complete silence like you, like you know when you walk into one of those soundproof rooms and it's like perfect silence mm-hmm. but it, i think the other side i think what they're implying is that they he like ate the eardrum like there is now nothing that can pick up noise and so it is just absolute zero decibels coming from his other ear <laughs> <laughs> I think i get it that far <laughs> but i i anyway i think it was stretched to put it in they could have just been like and he was pissed that his ear got bitten off and so he kicked the shit out of jack 
Well, yeah. To be fair, I feel like the narrator is just sort of guessing at what's going on inside his head. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, after Jack prays to God, God, of course, knowing that Jack is his least favorite um, subject, uh, allows Pickle to punch him in the face. And it's probably my favorite, honestly, like, attack in the whole show. Like, Pickle punches him and then Jack is like flying back and they he just keeps wailing full on on punches as they both fly through the arena uh, before Jack is thrown into the wall uh, defeated. So, so now that Jack is defeated, um, usually, I don't know if you picked this up, but Pickle uh, eats his opponents um, because, you know, that's... How that's could what... you not pick it up? It narrated on it for a good ten minutes. Did you, did you see the peg leg of the guy he fought before? <laughs> so did he, I was wondering, I'm like, I don't know if this is, like, from Pickle or just, like, this is a thing in Bakuland where, you know... <laughs> I'll, I'll clarify. It's just a, it's just a Pickle thing. <laughs> Um, I guess it is confusing when Jack like bites someone's ear off, but um, it's usually just a pickle thing to eat your opponent. Um, and to, and the the funny thing with pickle is like he's supposed to be just like literally eating them, like he would kill them, but uh, they they keep coming up with reasons why he doesn't. Um, and I found Jack's one to be my my favorite so far. So uh, pickle walks up to Jack and he has all intentions of eating him nobody's doing anything which i love because like his half brothers in the audience just watching and oh. before before he can eat him he he starts hearing buzzing noises and bees uh can, can you explain this flashback that he has so once upon a time in dinosaur land pickle comes across a normal bee Mm -hmm. uh, wouldn't it be a normal bee? I don't know what kind of bee this was, but he kills it, and in his normal way, he <laughs> gorges himself on the, the body parts of his, his fresh kill. As he usually did with his attackers, he dismembered the creature's crushed body and ate it. Mm -hmm. um, happens to be a bee. And I don't know if it's the honey, so then... <laughs> what. You know, at first you're treated with a sweet honey sack. I didn't know bees had honey sacks, but apparently they do. <laughs> this is what bees um, were like 190 million years ago. <laughs> oh, yes, the honey sack of the bee just carries it around in a bag. Finds that the honey turns into a, a horrible stinging pain in his mouth, although his mouth is small. <laughs> then they go into this, like, this visual depiction of the pain. His mouth oh my is god, small. yeah. It's so great that it's, they, they just, I don't even know like, how they draw it, but it's just like his mouth is massive. It's like the end of a Akira. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's like a like the, the, the pain of a volcano erupting in his mouth until he just uh, collapses on the ground and, and deals with it. He looks very uh, peaceful and youthful in this in this flashback. <laughs> that was the other thing, the whole, the whole show, they have these like, I don't know if this is a, fair to say, but beautiful complexion, beautiful face. <laughs> Pickle is Pickle is the worst offender of this, where half the time he looks like he's on the cover model of Vogue, and the other half of the time he looks like this muscled abomination. But yeah, <laughs> they, they, they do love to make them very, uh, very picturesque. I think it's um, symbolic. It's like a cherub where he, yes, he's an adult. 
but he's also youthful and innocent and, and pure-hearted. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't grown intellectually too much since he ate those bees um, as a child. <laughs> Um, so, so the lesson that Pickle took away from this is that some enemies, even after you, they, even after you kill them, they don't die and they can still fight back. And that's what he assumes Jack is. Uh, Jack is just laying there. His, his back is against the, uh, arena wall. Um, and so he, he decides, I don't want any of this shit. Um, and so Tokugawa come, Tokugawa and Baki come down and they're like, oh, Jack, you okay? And. Tokugawa puts his hand on Jack's chest. I don't know what he was hoping to do there. Maybe check a heartbeat or something. Um, and we find out that Pickle was right. And that Jack, although unconscious, had a muscle memory move where if anybody touches him while unconscious, he will uh, take both of his arms and stick his middle fingers through your eardrums uh, to instantly kill you. <sighs> What? Is... No! Don't touch him! <laughs> but he's unconscious! So that's it. If Pickle had come close enough to touch him, Jack's little fingers would have pierced both of Pickle's eardrums. Probably would have severed his medulla oblongata. Hey, Editor Steve, I forgot to say Red Sea's been here this whole episode. An amazing attack that would have changed everything! It was a cell memory that Jack had engraved into his innermost being, so that even when he'd lost consciousness, he could still administer the world's most powerful fuck you. And luckily, Tokugawa is canonically, I think, three foot two, um, so Jack <laughs> missed. <laughs> and it, it, it was to give the final biggest fuck you of them all. Oh my god, I'm gonna play that quote when I'm editing. Um, I also love how they that Baki clarifies that like um, if the the th the fingers would have gone through like the like some some specific yeah, part of the brain. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah, otherwise pickle would have just been raring to go. Like <laughs> luckily, you hit the brainstem. Um, I like it though. I think it gives a final uh, O to jack and just the, the power that he did like you know nobody's nobody's a match for pickle of course um yeah but yeah they they even they they remark you know had had pickle gone up to him the whole thing would have been different and yeah it, uh... it's it's like it was it was like an actually winnable fight for jack i would say i um, don't know if i would say that <laughs> if he tricked him into walking up so he could slice his brainstem open uh, I think my strategy that. is to be knocked unconscious and then put in my my super nerve training <laughs> to kill him while unconscious yeah well that's that's the end of the episode it's not the end of jack he's gonna have a little bit more to do next episode um which is a, a, another fun part um and then then we'll get into the final uh confrontation of the season um so so louis you've been on two episodes now uh your first one was back in the death row inmates arc and now yeah. um now pickles here <laughs> do you think the show is getting better i i'm i'm not even exaggerating when i when i say like this episode is really really good <laughs> i loved it <laughs> um i would watch again i might have to watch this whole season 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I think this is debatably my favorite season. Um, it's, it's, it's just fun. It's, you know, (laughs) like it's, it's a, it's a fun arc. Um, it's different, but anyway, uh, well, that's good to know. Any, anything that you wanted to bring up before we get into our final segment? Do we know why Pickle's name is Pickle? Yes. Yeah. Great question. So I wasn't sure about this and they, 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 they don't explicitly say this, but it's, it, I'm pretty sure about this. So Pekka was found in a salt deposit um, that was basically just, he was frozen in a salt deposit for 190 million years. And so he's called Pickle because he's like, he was kept in such a salty spot for so long. <laughs> That's a ridiculous reason. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's very... It. It's very goofy. Yeah, uh, when they introduce them, it's so much fun. They're like, "Oh, I didn't think people were around 190 million years ago." Well, <laughs> they were. You like just like a one-off, or is it like there used to be loads of people, and he's just like one that survived? I've been trying to figure that out. Like he's the only one to survive. So, but we've never seen. We've never seen shots of him interacting with other people in any of his flashbacks. We did see one flashback which showed multiple people praying to a volcano, but he wasn't there, so I don't even know when that was. Um, I think that I think that he was special even even for his time, but it's it's an unanswered question. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it would be quite terrifying. All right, the fan question for this week: What do you think is the hardest hit this episode? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a series, but there's this part where I can't remember. I think it can't remember exactly where, but Pickle gets pissed off at some point and starts to like actively strike back, and he catches Jack in the head, and Jack does this like full somersault, and as he's falling to the ground, before he hits the ground, Pickle follows up in this combination of just like vicious head strikes, like three or four of them and just like knocking jack around like a pinata and i think that that takes the cake same same for me because that that's what i was trying to describe earlier that's the one where jack goes um god help me and then that happens (laughs) to him yeah yeah, it's it's the best it's the best but an honorable mention to uh, pickle r- lifting him up by the mouth and throwing him around um that was all that would have won any other episode um see, or, or at least see, most <laughs> i found that playful like i just think pickle is like you know happy to be back in with jaws locked with a another <laughs> opponent but the punch <laughs> to the head like i felt the like pickle was trying to hurt him he was not fucking around anymore yeah Hey, Editor Steve here with a Baki Taki bonus question. Um, I was also asked, uh, I didn't ask Louis because I doubt he watches Spy Family, um, but how would your, uh, the main uh, female character, well, maybe Anya is, but anyway, the mom of the Spy Family, how she would do in Baki? I'll keep it quick for people who don't watch the show. I think it depends on where it takes place. I think if it takes place in the world of Spy Family, your is incredibly competent and talented and would probably uh, kick ass against any of the members of Baki. If it took place in Baki, she wouldn't be there because she's a woman who fights. <laughs> well, the next time we see Jack, he's going to have to grow his bones even larger if he's going to have any oh. chance against uh, Pickle. Um, all right, well, that's all the Baki we've got to talkie. So I'll see you all 
next week. And then usually my guest says goodbye. Ah, yes. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a real pleasure, Steve. I uh, hope to be back again sometime. Right, usually they've been more brief than that. <laughs> no, 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 no.